You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. We are always exploring the different ways and strategies to make an impact with your business here, ways to grow your business here. And not every method is a fit for every business owner, so it's important to hear many ideas. And today's conversation is a deep dive into an area that is accessible to all of us, but many, myself included, we don't know so much about. Today, we are talking software as a service, using your knowledge to create a software or an app to make a larger impact with the work that you do as an extension to your brand or as a way to build community. You know, I always say, look to other industries, see what they are doing, because it is all a customer journey in any industry, no matter the industry. You know, I've gotten some really great onboarding ideas from the hospitality industry, for instance. So my guest for this episode is Jane Goodrich, and she comes from the photography industry. She's an accomplished newborn and family photographer, a professional mentor for photographers, and the visionary founder of Pixello, a purpose-built software designed to provide the tools and support for photographers in the management, marketing, and monetization of their businesses. So Jane's story is one that could be any of us listening. We are all experts at what we do, and to continue to make an impact, we might want to develop a way to help others create and build sustainable businesses. Well, Jane took the giant leap to create an app from scratch that does all the things photographers need and to have it work on their phone. So we're diving in today and asking Jane all about the process and all the questions that we want to know, because some of you have probably thought of doing something like this and, and thought, oh, it's out of reach, right? So how long did it take? That's one of the questions we ask her. Where did you find people to help you, right? How do you even get started? And how much did you have it mapped out before you could talk to tech people about it? So Jane shares so much of her thought process and her experience. And the good news is creating a software or an app for your industry is totally doable if you just jump right in. No fluff here, it did take some time, but she didn't know anything about the process when this idea came about either. So, you know, she's gonna talk us through it. So this is a great conversation today that will get you thinking about your own business and your own ideas. The long game is creating an app with Pixello founder, Jane Goodrich. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game? That's my approach to business. You gotta show up, you gotta do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Long Game Podcast. I'm so excited for today's conversation 
on multiple levels. Number one, we're hitting the creativity factor. We've got photographer, accomplished newborn and family photographer, Jane Goodrich with us. And she's also parlayed her business from just photography into creating a customized software. So we're going to dig into this because she has mentored other photographers throughout her career. And, you know, like many of us who kind of hit a spot where there's only so much more of us to go around. And, and we think about what's that brand extension we can create. So Jane has created her own software to help other photographers build their business, build the foundation of their business so that they can have a fruitful photography business as well. So I'm so excited to dive into this conversation, Jane. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I like the intro. Um, I really appreciate it. And I love the, I love your podcast. I love the long game and I love, I've basically built my business that way. So just it's kind of kismet <laughs> to actually become, a, be a, on your show to actually talk about this. So thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And we connected a lot before we started, before we hit record here today. And really it's about how do you go beyond? So why don't you give us you know, back us up a little bit and tell us a little bit of your history, how you started, how you got to that place of mentoring others, right? Like you have all of these business insights and then you decide to create the brand extension of software. Yeah. Well, I won't give you the full history. I'm, um, you'll be here forever. Right. <laughs> so I started my career in marketing and I then decided that I wanted to go do an MBA just because I thought I was going to go work at Procter & Gamble or somewhere big company like that. And during my MBA, I fell in love with advertising and I thought, oh, you know, it'd be so great. So I spent a decade working in advertising, big brands, uh, Dove, Suave, Oscar Mayer, the big, the big old American brands pretty much loved it. But then at some point I was like, I really want to start my own business and become my own boss. And so I became a photographer. So I've always had a camera in my hands. My sister had a dark room growing up. We nonstop oh, take photos. I also am a twin. So I didn't want to become a photographer because my sister was a photographer and I didn't want to start a small business because I have another sister that has a small business. And then I reach a point where I'm like, you can be a photographer and have your small business. So I started full-time <laughs> in 2010 running my business. And I really feel like I was very lucky in the fact of I did have marketing experience. I did have the business side of it um, down. And so I was able to really focus on building relationships and building my business. And I knew that it and was... And this is your photography side of my, your business. You my photography right. side, right. Yep. So I knew that it was at a... We're in the awareness building stage. We're not in the, Jane's going to post something on social media and I'm also going to be fully booked after the one post. I knew it was going to take time to build the client base, to build the referrals. And from that... and. I have uh, so many photographer friends and I would always get the question of like, well, how can you charge that? Or how can you balance your business? And how can you? So I started mentoring and some of it was great. It's sort of like one of the 
photographer that I mentored, she was a NICU nurse and we had a really good conversation. She was like, I'm just so tired, this and the other. And she was still early in her business. And so we had a really good conversation, ran the numbers and said it was much more fruitful for her to go part-time with her NICU job, get the health benefits before she ripped the cord out and went full-time. And so that actually really helped her be able to realize the benefit of her full-time job with benefits and while she was in the awareness stage of, you know. And so seeing how the industry has changed, and it's great. Anyone can have a camera and become a photographer. It was very difficult to maximize the pricing of photography. I know we were talking about courses earlier Prior to launching Pixello, I had the genius idea that I was going to teach a course in pricing for photographers. So needed in every, in pricing in every aspect of the business. Every aspect of the business. Uh, How my dad's a professor of business, and he actually his is business and musicians and. I was like, well, if he could teach it, because he's much more engaging than me, and we'll get it down. We did the research, and then COVID hits. And what I was able to do was take a big step back and be like, Jane, no one is going to take that course. (laughs) They're just not. You get into photography, you're the creative, you love the art, and you reach a point where you're like, oh, three years into it, oh, my taxes, I'm not making any money, and then I'm going to look at it. But at the point where I wanted to get to is when people are really first starting of like, I'm just starting out. I'm in years, six months in and, you know, or like, Hey, I'm thinking about becoming a photographer. What is the business side of it? And so again, during COVID, I was, I had to refund a ton of money. I had actually, you know, no one was doing newborn shoots, $10,000 of refunds. I just renovated my studio. That was great. So as I was looking at my outgoings, I needed this software. I needed that software. I needed this software. And I was like, why do I need all of this software that is not, and I'm still working a lot. So my goal to create Pixello was basically to have an all-in-one sort of back-end business solution for photographers. Oh, and that helps you price your services, helps you sell things that you don't want to do. You don't want to ask the clients to upgrade or upsell. And if you do, you're okay because you're in you're making money, but a lot of us, me included, don't like the selling part of the business. And so to try and create it's a CRM, it's a calendar booking, it's digital galleries, it's got, you know, you can sell products. Clients can order professional level albums from their gallery and a profit calculator. So it's all in one. It's massive. (laughs) And I, yeah, I want to dig into this a little bit, just this thought process that you had, first of all, because Mm -hmm. number one, we all kind of hit that spot where we're maxed out and, you know, COVID brought that around for a lot of people. How am I going to pivot in my business? How am I still going to reach people? courses are one way and that isn't for everyone. I mean, we even talked about like not everybody likes to be in front of the camera and sometimes just wants to have another avenue for getting their knowledge across. And a software 
it's not something that everybody thinks about. I mean, we all teach a lot of systems. I mean, I'm coming out with my peak framework course. It's my system. It's the same thing, but not the software. I tell you what to use and how to do it, right? But not creating the software. So that to me is so interesting that you really looked at it from a different a different lens. You said, I'm using all of these different pieces. Why don't I build something? So I know that you were you know, a marketing person, came from the agency side of things, and a photographer. So what made you think you could build a software? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> Blind naivety? <laughs> yes, totally, totally. But it goes to show that we all can do it if we have the idea. That's really the message I'm trying to get to. Here. Yeah. I mean, the... The drive behind it was a little bit more than I want to help photographers price themselves. My drive behind it was we were sort of left behind during COVID and to build a company that can actually fight for photographers and really say, be supportive and empathetic and really basically be there in a time of need. And so it was a multitude of things of like, how can I help photographers in the quickest way possible price themselves? And how can I reduce the overwhelm that photographers go through? And I'm really good at tech. I mean, I, you know, I'm, but I'm not just the, the outdatedness almost. I'm like, this should be built on your phone. Why can't right, I do right. this on my phone? I'm in between shoots. I'm waiting for my client that's late. I have 15 minutes. And as, most of your listeners are, those 15 minutes, they're a big deal. When I go home, I want to see my kid. I don't want to be sending invoices. So mm -hmm. it was a lot of what I was seeing in the industry to help other photographers first versus an extension of myself, if that makes any sense. Because I'd already yeah, made totally. those decisions in my business of getting an associate. It was It's already running on clockwork. But this was for me to try and make a bigger impact to help more people. And once you decided, all right, I'm going down this lane, I'm going down this highway, like how long did it take for you to pull it together into an app that kind of resembled what you were really thinking? Like it really executed your vision. Like how long was that time frame? The time frame was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But because it's a massive software build, it's not a, you know, we're not no coding it. We're not doing anything. This is people's businesses and photographs. So like the security of it has to be yeah. huge. And the database that we built it on was huge. But I initially had sort of run the idea around with a few advisory friends that had started tech companies. I have a couple of clients that started companies and they really gave me some good advice. Again, I ran the numbers. <laughs> I did do a lot of research on how it would be developed. You know, mm -hmm. I had people that started their own tech companies, so I've had lots of conversations. We ended up going with an American development company to just really start building the first MVP, they call it minimal viable product. Right. And yes, we could have built it offshore cheaper, but I just wanted to have people and maybe they're reliable offshore but I really felt the team that we hired was a really strong team and they're very passionate about what we were building as well we do now have our own developers and they are amazing and 
and the team, I will say we we do have the best team. They're all about how Pixello can help photographers, you know, videographers always ask for us to be able to use. Eventually we'll get to other creative entrepreneurs. But for right now, we're really focusing on who needs it the most, and that is photographers and getting it right for them. And I love that point because, you know, one of the things we're always talking about here is to lean on your network, right? Absolutely. To build a community and have relationships because how are you finding these people? Where did they come from, right? You said, I'm talking to other people in the industry who I know, people outside of my industry that I know. Well, I'm lucky. I mean, I have um, a big client base. So I, a lot was, um, oh, I know one of my clients started a company and he just sold it. Like, so let me talk to him. And then I knew another client, he was in startup world. And, and so I really leaned on my existing client base. And I actually, the relationship part for my photography business was more than just being a service. It was end up being a real relationship of like, you know, some of them are, how can I help your business, right? How mm-hmm. can I help you grow versus just being like, hey, I'm going to take photos and you're going to put it on your website or, you know, holiday card. So yeah, definitely build those relationships. And and they don't have to be, I always, uh, not sure if your audience is the same way of using the word networking and people cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find what I... I've reframed it as is making business friends. And so yep. that can be offline and it can be online. Depends on your business, right? You know, you can make some really great online friends that are referring you like crazy in Facebook groups or, you know, reviews or sh- sending you clients. But they can also be in person where you just you meet at the local coffee shop. You know, you're frequenting their business who has the same target audience as you. So it takes time, though. You, I mean, you never know when your big it's brand long advocate. Game, right? Relationships the long are the long game. So yeah, exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned that I leaned in onto them because they've actually my clients have been extremely supportive of the journey, and even to the extent where they've actually some have actually invested in it or helping me get investors. So. It's been wow. amazing. Yeah. And I mean, that's even like the next level of things of like, okay, once you kind of assess and get your information, <laughs> you're yeah. starting to put spreadsheets together of this is what it's going to cost. This is, these are the components. I mean, that's a whole nother level of how am I going to pay for this? But one of the things I wanted to focus on too, just because I think like, this helps people move along in their idea is, you know, once you had this idea, how much did you map out ahead of time before you had the developers on board? And obviously they bring a level of expertise of, hey, we've done this for other clients. So, you know, I'm curious just about that creative process of, I guess it's for anyone listening who might have an idea, like how far do they have to have their idea thought out almost to have these real conversations with partners? Yeah. I mean, I think what I was doing is took a while to germinate of like what it would be. The developers still laugh at the initial sketches that I had done of what I wanted it to be because I couldn't just sketch it on a piece of paper, had to put a screenshot of a computer or a phone (laughs) and draw it 
I was physically drawing like yeah. what I wanted it to look like. And people, you have designers and you have, and so I did actually enlist a designer, uh, someone that had really done a lot of great work in the mobile app industry. But mm -hmm. prior to briefing our developers, I think I did something very different than most tech companies do is I actually did a brand deep dive of like who I oh, wanted right to brand for. So I did, again, lean into my network from my Ogilvy days and I hired a brand strategist of like, where are we going to play in the competitive space and who are we going to stand for and what is our brand behavior in the universe of photography software or even just the photography space to actually really fine tune who we were because that I feel as I think it's my Ogilvy training of like, if we know who we are as a company and then anybody that touches the brand itself, developers or QA or anybody will know the end goal is for this software to work really well, not be time consuming and be really in enabling photographers to make more money. I did enlist somebody to come up with product specs. It was one of my uh, friends who had developed a product before. And that's what we briefed the tech team with. And then they really did give really good feedback of like, well, let's develop this extension first. And this is how are we going to data map it? And sometimes it went over my head. But now I understand it. It's been like a while, two and a half years since we initially briefed. And we've been in market for a year. So it did take a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, but still, that's it's well thought out time. I imagine it to be not stalling time. No, it's no, no, more no. like, right, it's like that's what it takes. And I'm really glad you shared that time frame with us because we are in a world of instant, right? And oh, I get these emails all the time. Do you want an app? Do you want to, you know, we can build <laughs> you a website, right? Like it's how quick. Do you want to go how well thought out your ideas are? What is the backend technology? And I'm sure you're learning all of this as you go every step of the way. But it's so informative to just have an idea of, you know, so many people who are listening, they mentor people, they're coaches, they have programs, they have small group programs, membership programs where they've got people who are interested and listen to them and it might be, you know, that next step is to develop an app and you just think it's way too much. It's too much. I mean, this app development can really go to so many different industries. So knowing yeah. like, hey, it's a big deal. It isn't just buy it from that one person that, you know, and yeah. repurpose it. I think there's many ways to extend yourself as a brand. And I, th I think if you're Listeners are in, if anyone's in an industry where there is a big hole and you have a lot of insight of what it would take to fix it, go for it. Why not? I love to, some of the information you shared with me was really not just creating this as like a, here's where to put, you know, as a CRM, your, you know, the name and the contact information but also this educational piece. Absolutely. You know, you've really put an educational aspect to help train photographers to how to grow their business, what to charge. Can you tell us a little bit about that educational piece inside of this? Yeah, so it becomes a very um, 
I think one of our, you know, a lot of industries, you know, even like selling a course or anything like that is there's no sort of, I'm going to use hairdressing as an example, right? You go and you get your qualifications, but then you apprentice for a year and you sort of have that on the job osmosis learning about running the business. There's nothing like that for photographers. And so you're short of, you know, having sort of an apprentice training program that probably, again, Jane, no one's going to take. <laughs> we wanted the software to actually do that. And so it is educating. It's seeing somebody that, oh, you know, I should just charge $500 for a session, but really saying, okay, well, $500, what's a session fee? What is the breakout of the digital images? Because the advent of digital images has actually helped the photography industry, I think, was growing. There's a bigger demand for it. But digital images are also a product. And that's where photographers need to recognize that it is where you make the money. It's not the print sales. I mean, we can help you do with the print sales through Pixello. We, you know, your clients can order a professional album. So it's the, like the little things. And it's also educating in terms of the client side too. If they see, the invoice for $500, but that's like the session fee. And then the digital images are a cost. It's just a little bit more of like, oh, right. There is a product at the end of it versus a service. And little things like along the way of just sort of like little educated bumping of like, just really trying to fine tune the fact that, you know, if you do like a mini session, let's say for holiday cards and you're packages five images well because of the way we built the system we built it as an all-in-one and that goes to the tech and how we did it the gallery will only let the photographer uh, the client download five images and so if you're a newer photographer what you do is you end up giving them a lot for free yeah and so yeah. what we're seeing now is even if a photographer is like a baseline unprofitable the amount that they are clients are buying more is really helping. So like now instead of five, they're buying the whole gallery for 20 images and now they're at a profitable rate. And what helps is it gets them out of the mindset, the photographers out of the mindset of like, no one's going to pay that for me. And so what right. happens is then and they go back to- option. But it's right. an option, but it's also yep. like, there is a lot of imposter syndrome, you know, and it's like, oh, it's my work. It's very difficult to have your name on your business and sort of be like, out there and you, all you want to do is just take photos and you just want to pay some bills, right? You don't yeah. want to be like justifying your costs or anything like that. So to have the the education almost and even like mindset of like, wow, someone did pay $500 for my images. Oh, wow. I should look at the calculator and now I'm going to raise my prices. And we've seen people go from $150, which is so unprofitable to actually profitable within six months. And then they'll email me and be like, I can't believe she just paid that. And the thing about it is, is they will pay if you value yourself and you know your costs. So we also have a business mastermind for our annual subscribers because I'm obsessed with helping photographers with SEO and Facebook ads or anything that they can do and ways to make your clients, you know, repeat clients. So we have that as well, as well as it sort of kind of built into the software itself. All right. We're going to touch on that. I want to say one thing that I love about the educational aspect is 
you are challenging people by the questions you're asking in the app. So like it's opening up people's minds to what is possible in their business because there is a section that says, here's another gallery. They can buy the rest of this or the way things are set up. And Mm -hmm. that's really powerful because you can get someone who is just coming into the industry and doesn't know all of these things. And just to see the offerings and what other people who are further on in their business are offering, that to me is the most powerful piece is that you're prompting them in terms of that training piece to get themselves there. Yeah. You know, I think I look at it from my perspective. In 2010, you didn't really have everybody being a YouTube guru who may or may not be telling you profitable how to price yourself or giving you the wrong packaging structure, right? So I was able to actually build my business sans bad information, right? So even we get some people like, oh, is there a way to do zero session fee? And then after the galleries are sold, and I was like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, because so-and-so told me. And I was like, that makes no sense business-wise. And they're like, I thought so. And I was like, okay. So it's being able to even reaffirm what people are believing because it isn't a, you know, the old school, you know, it's called in photography, in-person sales, where you go to a studio and you don't pay anything, but then all the product is there. And it's like, you know, you can't replace that, right? So you can't replace that experience because they're going to be like, well, I don't like that shoot. So you make nothing from it. I am not having a photographer on my platform make $0 from a shoot. They need to get paid. So the the business model may or may not work for certain people, but it's at the end of the day, the goal is to make photographers money. That's why we're here. Yeah. And I love that you have this mastermind piece too, to add on to it. Like that is, you know, that community building piece Mm -hmm. for people who are using your software. They've made the commitment to the software and now there's this other place for them to build their business, get their questions answered, come together in community from and learn from other photographers as well, what they're doing, ideas of what's happening and what's working up in another market. Yeah. And what we do is, I think being in the industry for so long, I know who is going to give the right advice to the right people. And so having, I'm not an SEO expert, you know, I've definitely played around in it. But having the photographer that has the course on SEO or having the photographer that's really dabbled in Facebook ads and can really help. And so having the people that are the experts in that field and Mm -hmm. just creating a community of experts that really at the end of the day, their, their goal is the same as Pixello's goal. My goal is to help them make more money. Yeah. And, and the fact that there's, the thread that they're all using the same software. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a brilliant additive to that and to what you offer, right? Like you can go beyond if you're making the commitment to being a part and using this software, you can get this extra piece or join, have the opportunity to be a part of the mastermind even. So, you know, and I think those things are so important. They're so important. We have a user group too. So if there's some random workaround for something that like, you know, is one point or zero, 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 one percent of a use case, 
that we can't restructure. We, you know, other users might have had that and they can help. So we are seeing people really help each other out, which is great. And that's what I like to see. And that's amazing for you to figure out what do you, you know, I'm sure you've got the list of like what's coming or what you're working on always, (laughs) right? But that is a place to mine that data, right? Like what are people asking for? We definitely have a roadmap. And it's funny because in software development, there's a position I think called product manager and they sort of help manage the roadmap. But our head of design and engineering and me and customer support, we basically know what the next build is going to be for the next two years. So having that being really wow. close knit of like, I want this. And, and and trust me, I went into initial development. I want this, I want this and this and this. And they're like, do you want it to make the dishes as well, Jane? I was like, yeah, that'd be good. Do you do the dishes? I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Can you actually take the photos too? Um, so there was the laundry list of what Jane wanted had to get cut a little bit. And some of them is quite rightly so. It was, you know, like, do I really need to create, recreate QuickBooks? No, Jane, mm-hmm. you don't. You can actually provide a link to the QuickBooks data and or yeah. provide like a download of the transactions. That's it. Don't worry about it. But yeah, so <laughs> my ideal got to cut down. But again, that's why you work with great developers and you work with a great team that's sort of saying, do we want to build this or do we want to build that? And I will say, we do listen to our users, our photographers, and to help inform what on the roadmap. No one's really asked for something that's really not been on our roadmap yet, but we use it to prioritize the build of right, what's coming right. next. Yeah. And that's so interesting. It's almost comforting in a way to kind of say the next two years are mapped out. Like that to me is a little comforting in a way of. I don't have to be reactionary. We're working the plan. Right. The I mean, the thing plan, about it like, is, that's kind yeah. of comforting to me. Yeah. I, the thing about it is, is if no user is going to want more than what I want for the product, right? They might want it in a little bit different way or something like that. But like there's been, I want the best for photographers. And so if we're seeing a request of like, oh, we really need to see if someone downloaded it immediately okay, like, well, look at that. And is it really needed? No, you know, if we get three requests in, you know, yep, it's done. It's on the road. It's on the next development cycle. So right. yeah. And so I tell photographers, I was like, send it in to customer support. Right, otherwise they just hear it from me and like just <laughs> anything, please, we're listening to you. Anything that you want, anything that you're seeing, we want your feedback. And so we really want to make this work for our users. And so. And one of the things we talk about here, and it's a big value, core value in my own business and is really the joy of it, right? The joy of being in business. Like we do this out of joy. Yes, we do this to make money and to have a career and all those reasons that go with it. But it's about enjoying your life. It's about enjoying what you do. So how has adding this not sucked up all of your time or has it? You know? <laughs> like, because in my mind, I think, oh, I'm going to do this project, but I'm still going to keep these other plates spinning. Like, How have you managed your time with bringing a project like this? And are you still doing photo shoots or have you really moved from that? Or you know, how does that all look time-wise for you? 
time-wise. One, I want to say I've always been a workaholic. So I've always worked a lot when I was in advertising. I worked a lot when I was in photography and now Pixello is like, I don't expect anybody else to work how hard I work and the hours that I work, but I absolutely love it, right? I see, I think it was hard when we were building and I couldn't see the impact that we were having. One thing, if it was having a rough day or something, I would just go and into a Facebook group and just see the need for Pixello and to get motivated. And now what motivates me is, I will not cry, is when someone says, I can't believe I can pay my rent now. And, or like, I can do this. I don't have to go back to work because I'm struggling trying to find childcare and I can do this as a business. And that that's what motivates you. Like, that's what brings me joy. And so that's what sometimes, you know, I have to, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just sort of like have to go back to the why behind we did it. Mm-hmm. In terms of my photography, I actually had slowed down during COVID tremendously. And I hired an associate that was actually a wedding photographer. And she didn't have any jobs. And so that was, you know, so I was able to balance that. And then last year I had a bout of anemia, which was really, is, I've discovered that I have like, a, basically they can't figure out why I don't absorb iron. What that does mm. is though, it causes me not to really be able to lift my camera. Cameras are heavy. heavy so yeah. I've had to really cut back. And then fo- the fo- so it's sort of, my anemia has forced me to sort of like put a pause on my business. I do, uh, my, my photography business, right. I do shoot some still, but they are fully aware that it is like, all right, I'm going to be a little, maybe I'll be about out of breath or like, it depends on my cycle of iron infusions, but I do miss the amount of photography that I was doing. I really do miss the actual shooting of it. Like I, Mm -hmm. I miss that. And so my goal is to get back to that, where I can be doing that even if it's one day a week or something, or even if it's just, you know, cause also like my clients, I've known them for 13 years. Some of them, like my, they were like teenagers right. now when I first photographed them, they were babies. I right, feel right. like this is insane. And so I do have a lot. I do miss them, if that makes any sense. They're like my family. Yeah, totally. And I always think that, I mean, I think this for myself and my own business, that keeping one foot in the client services realm helps you stay in touch with what's happening in the market. Oh, absolutely. You know, what questions, you know, or what new products your clients are asking for. And that's going to parlay into what you do in Pixello and how you help photographers grow their yeah. businesses and impact their businesses because you're still out there doing, right? right? You know, sometimes we get to a point where we remove ourselves so that we can focus on this one thing that yeah. is helping others, but you're not getting those questions. Like I feel like with course creation and course building, my clients, they challenge me because they'll ask me a question and I'm like, oh, we need to put that in. Or I'm staying in touch with exactly what's happening out there so that I can bring it to them and say, hey, we should be doing this now because this is a cool new thing, right? Or I see it working in someone else's business who I'm working with, those type of things. So absolutely. And even... You know, what I would tell photographers, I uh, still do, is like actually be a client. 
go and get a family photo shoot done and you'll see from a client experience what you want to experience. And like one of the things that we built into, we just released it about a month ago is automated emails of like, when are you sending prep emails to your client? Don't send them, you know, you know that your client's on vacation and doing a holiday shoot with you when they're on vacation. Don't send them a wardrobe guideline two days before the shoot. They've already packed, right? Yep. So when, so we have that all mapped out for our photographers of like, even when I've done headshots recently and it was like, when are you going to send me the location of the studio? <laughs> and when are you going to send me that they're due? Right. So we just take all of that and just really take that mindset off. But even like I've done a couple of shoots in the fall only because they sort of say that the kids miss me. And when they do that, I really, I was like, all right, I got to do it. But then Journey they're like, in the heart. <laughs> they're totally, it wasn't the same last year. I'm like, did you really have to say that? Cause now I, you know, <laughs> So, but yeah, you're, you're seeing them nagging for the photos. You're seeing them like, when do they do, you know, what do you have finished my images? So being able to still be in that mindset and not be that far removed mm-hmm. is, is my goal. And that is the customer journey. That's yeah. planning for the customer journey and all the aspects along the way, you know, from onboarding and entry mm-hmm. all the way through, what do you automate? I mean, this is my peak framework, right? The product right. E is for entry, A is for automation, and K is for keep in touch. That you can apply to so many businesses. I apply it to course creation, but right. you are automating certain things. You're asking these questions so that your audience is getting what they need. Your clients are getting what they need along the way. And the keep in touch and sending that information, right? Yeah. Answering their questions before they have to ask them to you. Absolutely. And that's one of the things is how we've built in, like, for example, even when you send a booking proposal, there's a questionnaire and there's a default questionnaire of like time tested questions that you should be asking your clients of like, for a family photo shoot, it's like, does your child have any sensory needs? Does, you know, like, let's not do a shoot at the beach when your kid hates the sand. (laughs) And let me know if they don't like loud noises, because I'm going to be really loud. And so to have that in the flow prior to booking, then you have that. But even like, and so that helps the clients feel like you're going to know them. You can prep, oh, they like Paw Patrol. Let me get a song in my head and sing Paw Patrol the whole shoot, right? Just the little touches that can really help the shoot go a lot better. And then after the shoot, then you tell them when the images, and that all of this is automated. And even like we have nine month post-shoot follow-up. Hey, do you want another shoot? Like, let's just keep that cycle going because especially wedding photography is a little different, but you can do another shoot of like, hey, do you want an anniversary shoot? This, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But like family photography, you should be getting every year. Those people should be booking you every year unless they move. Yeah. And every business needs to stay in touch with their clients because they move on. I mean, I have clients where I break things down in phases and we purposely say, this is phase one, right? We're going to handle this piece of the project and you're going to get going and you're going to get selling. And then phase two, once you've done this and they come, you know, that is how it's built out so that it isn't, you know, not everybody wants to do the giant reconstruction of everything, right? So we break it up into phases and they come back around and we're also able to, they're able to to sell and and make money in the meantime as well. So it's something we all should be thinking of. And 
that's what I love about this conversation is that we are all getting so much good information on how to think about our own businesses from what you've done and, and the questions you've asked and how you've set things up with Pixello. So really, I want to thank you so much for coming here and being so open and sharing your experience because this is insight into what we may do ourselves or what someone's idea is. And just the fact that they can actually do this idea. <laughs> it's not <Okay>. crazy. <laughs> Well, it is crazy, but if you're crazy <laughs> enough to do it, why not? Totally. So we are going to have links to Jane's website, Pixello, also her Instagram you can follow. She's got all kinds of different platforms that we're going to send you to, and you can go check out everything and really just follow because there's good information. And you know, one of the things I always say is like, look outside your own industry. If you're a coach, mm -hmm. you can look at a photographer, right? You can look at like, get ideas from other places as well. And, and if you have photographer friends, refer Pixello over to them, let them, you know, sp spread it, spread it around and, and let them check it out. So thank you so much for being here, Jane. Thanks for having me. And I, and maybe it's an inspiration. And then if anyone wants any help on if they want to start a software company or I'm happy to help. So definitely reach out. Oh my gosh, that's gold. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.